back to another Birdies and Beers podcast. I'm your host, Lowy. Uh, tonight I've got Scott Dog and the 10 handicapper, D-Web. How are you today, guys? Good, mate. Good that, uh, good that I'll be able to play off 10 these days and um, it's an amazing feeling, I must say. And I'm um, great, thanks, Lowe. But uh, do you know what? I'll be a lot better when I go to visit D-Web's handicapper. If this bloke's off 10, I've got to be off at least 22. I um I witnessed it firsthand. The handbrake come up. Uh, he had a chance to beat his hand uh, handicap this weekend or last weekend that just happened, and he just pulled the handbrake up all of a sudden. So oh. um, I'm not saying he's a cheat, but they're they're known at Virginia. Just put it that way. Man, I was unlucky. My 350 meter drive was what two meters off the fairway, and I'm in a bloody depression. I'm in a hole in the ground. Should have yeah, seen you were two meters, oh, it was two metres off the fairway of three holes across the course. No, the this is 13, mate. No, he hit it 350 done. down the guts. It rolled off the fairway into this little, like, ditch kind of thing, and then he poured it into the water. Yeah. Unlucky. Still yeah, make Good golfer out of luck, Webby, yeah. 100%. All right, boys. So let's let's, let's kickstart. Let's let's kickstart. This this could go down. This could go very bad very quickly. Because I started <laughs> with nine points after three holes and then finished with twenty five. So that um that explained my round. So yeah. Oh well. All right. Let oh, me, well. Before I start crying again, let's um let's start tonight's podcast. Welcome back, guys. Um, go out there. We got. Obviously, Richard's random question. Uh, we'll kickstart the show with that tonight. So my question to you boys is tonight, if you could go back in time and witness any sporting event, what would it be and why? So uh, D-Webb, do you want to start off, mate? Oh, I would go back to watch Michael Jordan and the Bulls win some NBA titles. It was at so, that time I made it personal. Exactly. Yeah. Hope you have a hope you have a good game, Michael. Bloody neck minute. <laughs> um, so yeah, seeing him in his prime, winning those that that would probably do it for me. I think that would be amazing. Yep. I reckon. Uh, or drive money at the Masters. <laughs> Don't steal it yet, Scotty. Uh, <laughs> what sporting event would you go back to? And which Melbourne Cup is it? Well, it could be. Could be a few <laughs> Cups. I've I've been. I've been pondering this question, Lowy, ever since you asked it to us about 45 seconds ago. And I can't come up with a definitive answer. I mean, obviously the Bulls era, but it would have to be, I think it would have to be Tiger winning at the Masters last year, but that's probably going to be yours, isn't it? No, no, not last year's, no. Mine um, mine would probably be, uh, I would say, the PGA of 2007. That's the one that he ruptured his cruciate ligament. No, that was the US Open 2008. Come on, champ, do your, do your research. Corey Pines. Look, to be honest, let's be honest, they're both majors. He won one in 2007. But it would have to be Tiger limping through the last few holes um, and just maintaining Tiger's things. He's the, he's the GOAT. I'd love to see him play um, again. D-Webb and I were lucky enough to see him play in the President's Cup. Uh, one year where D-Web made me run about, I think, three kilometres in 10 minutes. Um, and the first probably 10 minutes of watching Tiger, I was... Um, <laughs> they're so odd. <sighs> anyway. So, you, would have, you, would have, you would have been a big sweaty mess. 
<laughs> oh, no, no, no. I don't know. Laugh would be offended, but it's I can't really be offended because it would have been true. I think two thousand and <laughs> when was that? Two thousand thirteen, I think oh, it was, or something. I think something it was earlier. Like that. That yeah, it's a long time ago. That was the original BAP trip where it had no golf. Scotty was supposed to come, but he missed it. We had uh, Webby's random uncle turn up and take Scotty's ticket. True, true. Um, but yeah, no golf. Bab started the the year after that, 2014. Bab was what a year. Was it for no 2000, mm. 2013? But we did it in November. Yeah, it was the end that of footy right. season. Yeah, that's right. All right, so D Webs, you uh, wanted to see Michael. Uh, Scotty wanted to see Tiger. Um, I'd also like to see, I would have liked to seen um, Kobe uh, play for a championship. Uh, obviously, Kobe's one of the greatest uh, basketball players that played the game. I was fortunate enough to see Kobe play in uh, 2012. Uh, then I got to see LeBron James play with D-Wade in 2014, I think it was. So I've got to see a couple of good basketball games, um, but I would have loved to seen Kobe just take on the Philly series. Um, I would have just, yeah, Kobe and Shaq at their prime would have been pretty good to watch too. And speaking of the heat, Lowy, I see your boys, the Miami Heat, have just made their way through to the NBA championship. Yeah, That's mate. Like it's, it's um, look, I'm not going to be honest. I didn't think this was coming anytime soon once uh, LeBron left. Um, but Pat Riley in We Trust, um, never thought about tanking, always tried to um, do it the right way. And I really think the bubble has helped. I think um, the bubbles help the team get to know each other. Uh, Jimmy Buckets is by far our team leader. Uh, he's not the, not known as the, the best superstar, but he's really, he's got that, um, he's the dog in the fight that you want to be on that side. So um, look, I'd love to say the Lakers um, will lose this and we'll get another championship. But when you've got the two best players in the, in the league and the one team, uh, it's an uphill battle. But saying that, I still think that the best, probably the next best four players are on the heat roster. So um, you got the best two in one team and I think we've got three, four, five and maybe six on the neck on our team. So um, obviously Bam would be three. Pardon? Does that mean Giannis is seven? That's Giannis's brother. Huh? Who is hey, he? The won the MVP. Yeah, Giannis isn't on our team. Oh, yeah, I thought you were, the way you're speaking, you're saying the best two guys in the comp, then the next best. Oh, in the I series, like, I meant in the series. In I'm talking right, about. Right. Yeah. So I think LeBron and AD are the best one-two, and then I think we've yeah. got Bam, Jimmy. Uh, Tyler, uh, and uh, I suppose it starts to uh, dwindle away a little bit there. But um, I think suppose Spolster is a good coach. They'll have a plan for LeBron, considering he coached him for four years. Um, anyway, look, seven games, heat and full. Um, 
And and I just find it I find it to be a lo- a low point in in your podcasting career, D Web, that I stand to be corrected, but I'm pretty sure Lowy was just correcting you on your pronunciation. No, he was correcting me on my understanding of his talking about MBA. <laughs> yeah, look, let's be honest. If the people can't follow me talking, maybe they shouldn't listen to the podcast. Like I speak the best English, <laughs> and everything that goes through my head that comes out normal too. So, um, <laughs> yeah, look, this we should actually put this under um, a language pod because you're about to learn low language. It's um, it's a language that once you get to know it, well, yeah, it starts to make a bit of sense. So you can you can only go up from there. Prefect. Prefect. All right. Yeah. Um, who wants to talk about this week's event first? Scotty. Scotty, talk to me about this week's event, mate. Well, I think we got the San, Sanderson Farms Championship, don't we? And um, defending champion is Sebastian Munoz. Where's he 26 from? 26 to 1. Where's he from? Is he Argentinian? I can look it up. Give me a second. That's a that's a pretty on the spot question there. But yeah, it anyway, is. Anyway, he, um, he beat Sung Jae Im in a playoff last year, and um, I'm pretty keen on Sung Jae this week. Um, I think he's going to be hitting the ball pretty well. He's obviously comfortable at the track. Um, it's going to and there's there's a couple of ways to look at it. With Colombian. The stats, he, Colombian. Colombian Argentinian Just there. Shout out to all our Colombian followers. And a shout out, yeah, shout out to them. I'm sure they're out there somewhere. I couldn't understand a thing. I hope they're not trying to learn language by li- English by listening to us, but they're definitely learning language for another day. <laughs> language. <laughs> oh dear. Um, yeah, so look, Sungjae this week, I think he's going good. I had a off to a hot start last week with um, my Austrian Sepp Stracker, it was tied atop after round one and then sort of went backwards from there. But uh, I think him will be up there and about this week. I've got a few a few sort of guys that I've backed throughout the year and I am and I have a feeling one of them is going to pop their head up this week. So I'll be looking um, at my bets around Stracker, uh, Im. I'll have to have a little touch on Sergio there, of course. And the other one was Sam Burns, but we'll have to wait and see. They're the ones I'm looking at at the moment. Is there any reason, like I, I haven't watched this lot of Sergio. Um, obviously, we don't get to watch who we want to watch. The PGA coverage is what it is. Um, but is he really 56 to 1 with this field? Yeah, he, he is. He's 56 to 1, and I think you'll find that slowly he's been stretched out in the market over the last few starts. Now, by his own ambition, he's probably not in the best of form, and that's why we're seeing uh, we're seeing those prices. Uh, but in a, in a limited field like this, um, you know, ball strikers are going to, you know, ball strikers are really going to feature here this week, I think. And, you know, on his day, you would have to put him, you know, up there with the best of them in this field, if not the far superior. Um, that's going around. So, look, that's my thoughts on on Sergio. Wish him well this week. Hopefully, he can find a bit of form and get back back in touch and seem a bit shorter in the markets. Yeah, uh, D Webb, do you like those guys that Scotty were talking about? Or you got add some of your own too. 
Yeah, no, I think so. I think it, it, look, it's a it's a pretty average event, really, um, from from who's out there. But um, you know, it gets you you can kind of look at a bit of value. I think it's a Donald Ross design course. So looking at the Wyndham Championship a few weeks back is probably a good pointer for this one. I think. Um, and yeah, look, the, the guy that jumps out for me the, towards the top of the market is actually Doc Redman. He um, he's been playing some really good golf of late. Uh, he was third at the Wyndham. Um, he's only had the one start here. Uh, didn't do any good, but, you know, is what it is. But as he's gone through the year, he's really played some really good golf, especially at these kind of lesser events. Um, you know, as I said, third at the Wyndham, third at the Safeway. He was 11th back at the Travellers, 21st at the Heritage. Um, and the key to his game is his approach play. He's second on tour. Um, or sorry, that's this season, which is very short. But going back to last season, he was 11th on tour in strokes gained approach. And, um, you know, in a field like this on this type of track where that, that's going to be a premium, um, I think that he's a, a really good go at the top of the market. And you're looking for someone just a little bit rougher because, you know, we don't mind a little rough go. Um, you know, a guy which I think this course will suit really well um, and he's at 50 to 1 is Patrick Rogers. Um, he was a former really good amateur. I think I spoke about him or bet on him, had a little nibble at him a few weeks back somewhere. Uh, but he's played here a couple of times and he's had some decent results. So I think he's one of the big odds um, that can jump out. But again, it's one of those events where someone can just jump out of nowhere. So um, yeah, it might be one just to look a bit wider for me, I think. And that's what I'll probably do. Yeah, I'm just having a look through some of the other names that are in this field. Keegan Bradley, hundred to one. Uh, JB Holmes, one hundred and twenty-six to one. Mm. Like there's there's some good former golfers that are on their day should really compete here. Uh, Jonathan Vegas, hundred and twenty-six to one. Um, mm. You know, like these are they're good golfers. Um, and I, I think they were they were good golfers. Like Keegan Bradley's been in. Horrendous form. Like he's had three missed cuts out of his last four. Um, you know, the last time he had anywhere decently close was at the start of the year, he's 12th in Hawaii. I mean, outside of that, he's, he's just been hopeless. So, um, and the last time he contended was back in 2019 at the Travelers. So it's been a long time between drinks for him, and he's really kind of fallen off the radar the last couple of years. I'm putting money on and- KJ Troy at 400 to, 401 to 1. I love KJ. <laughs> Oh, KJ, he's, uh, he's just recently headed on to the Champions Tour, I believe, and a mate of mine from here in uh, up at Windaroo, uh, Lovey. Shout out to Lovey. I think he's, well, he did at one stage have the have the job on his bag, but where COVID hit, um, we don't know what's going on there. So he was, he was, he did have his bags pack ready to go over and, and, um, and get back on the bag of KJ. He, you know, I just, I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. But I think it's an interesting time for uh, golf bettors in particular where we're seeing these names and at triple figures and, and D-Web hit it on the head there. I think he said they used, they used to be good golfers The in bad form. I think we've grown up looking at some of these names in contention. But now it's almost a changing of the guard where we're, we're looking at these uh, these new golfers that have that have come up over the last couple of years, and um, we're finding it hard to detach from the names that we've 
been accustomed to follow over, yeah. over time. So I, I agree, I mean, it's, mate. It's yeah. interesting. Yeah, look, uh, is 91 to 1. Like, <laughs> you remember how good he was five years ago, you know? Like, yeah, you know, I suppose I was good at golf five years ago too and I've kind of dropped out of form. <laughs> Um, yeah, all right. So, look, there's no multi-markets up for me at the moment. I'll probably have a look at um, just head-to-head markets for the for the week and try to get something that I feel, you know, up to 30 or 35 to 1 with a couple of head-to-head markets. So um, we'll post that up on our Facebook page. Um, that'll be at Facebook. Look up Birdies and Beers Top 100 Tour. Uh, you'll see our little BAB logo that we have, the same as um, the podcast logo. So uh, click on there, hit the like. Um, we'll post some um, some pics for this week on there and um, hopefully get it up on the website as well, babtourgolf.com. Um, all right, guys, let's move to some golf that actually matters. Uh, five weeks away from today. Uh, sorry, five weeks away from this week. We've it's got... The Bab Tour, the one that matters. Um, let's not worry about the 2020 US Open that happens to be at the same time. That's a secondary event that week. Um, but maybe we should have a little quick chat about the Masters. Um, we all know what the, how great the course is, but it hasn't been seen in November um, for a long time or if ever. Does anybody know if they've played the tournament this late before? Yeah, I don't think so, mate. I think it'll be a first. So I'm led to believe it's Cooch Grass. Is that right, the fairways? Uh, no, I think it's more Bermuda, mate. Oh, okay. I saw a picture of it the other day and it, was, um, it looked dry and yellow, but for Cooch Grass, that's normal when weather gets to a certain temperature. Uh, it's still healthy. It just dies off in colour. So I wonder if it'll be as, as green as as immaculate as it normally is in the April, um, March kind of settings. Well, there's some fascinating, there's some fascinating overhead shots out there and, and they've been circulating for the last few years. And, you know, like when we used to seeing Augusta National pop up on our TVs, like you said, the lush green, and it's just this almost flawless looking turf. And if you saw photos of it when it's, uh, you know, not in the, in the growing season, things like that, like you look at it and think it's just a dry farm paddock. It's, um, it's quite extraordinary to the, they get it down and this preparation from, from the greenskeepers will be down to the minute, you know, and like we said, it, it has been down to the minute for so many, well, for as long as we know, um, for that time slot, for a traditional time slot, and now it's been flipped on its head due to COVID, it's going to be interesting to see uh, how it how it shapes up. But, you know, I mean, have you guys read anything about... Uh, they get the old, uh, the old, they get the old green turf paint out there for little spots that uh, hadn't hadn't come up. Yeah, I think Good. that's that's pretty common for most of those big events. Um, I think I went to um, the Oz Open at the Lakes one year, and um, they were spraying as the guys were playing just to make sure it kept looking um, mint for the course. Um, well, they. They need to get some of these guys down to Royal Burley here on the Gold Coast because that's looking pretty bloody dry at the moment. They, they could probably do with a dose of green turf, mate. <laughs> Royal Burley. 
That's we're a name for it. Royal Burley. Yeah. yeah mate, know, good we track. We weren't allowed to play comp there, were you boys? No, we weren't. I remember that day. No. Still got the comp round in the books, but so that was um good for them. Yeah. Good track. I don't mind it. All right. So D Webb, talk to me about what your thoughts on the on the course is, mate. I know you love it, but uh do you want to talk about maybe yeah. Sorry? Yeah. No, no, I'm just saying, I, I think it's going to be interesting. I think, you know, looking at the um, what the weather's going to be like and um, in, comp- in comparison to what it's going to be in April, and I think they're saying it's going to be either around the same or just a little bit cooler. And, um, you know, I've just read some quotes on, on you know, what, what people think. It, and, you know, a guy like Fred Couples has come out and said that he thinks it's going to play extremely long. It might be a bit softer. Um, it'll definitely be green by the time it rolls around. Um, uh, but as you said, it's fascinating having a look at it now where it's just yellow and brown and, um, and all the grass has kind of died off there. And, and um, so, yeah, but they reckon it'll play really long and potentially could be quite cool. So if it is that case, then that's going to favour the longer hitters even more. And it already is the course that favours the longer hitters. So um, they're saying the greens will be mint. Um, they could be even better in November. Um, and obviously the Sarbair system, there, which means they're just going to be spot on. So I think it'll be, um, it'll be really interesting. And, and I think the wind will be different uh, than what they're used to as well. So yeah, it's going to be quite fascinating. I think when we get closer to it, to see how it plays and, um, and who takes advantage of it, like, you know, will it favor the guys who are more experienced or not? Um, you know, how much will it favor the longer guys? Is Bryson going to get a big advantage out of it? You know, I think it's going to be kind of exciting. Yeah, we'll just, um, I've just pulled up the weather averages for Augusta. So in March, uh, it's 20 degrees to 9 degrees. April's 25 to 13. So that's the normal for them, I suppose, around, you know, 25 to 9, I suppose, would be the, the normal. And November sits at 19 to 8 degrees. So it will be a fair bit chilly, but mm. nearly the same as playing in March. So, um, temperature wise anyway, for them. Um, and I'm sure, and I'm sure for all of the thousands of us listeners we have out there, we're of course talking, uh, degrees, talking degrees. Yeah. Celsius. Celsius. Yeah. So Fahrenheit. I, um, I am looking forward to seeing it in November. Um, I'm not looking forward to waking up at uh, two o'clock in the morning to watch it, especially when we're playing golf from 11 o'clock onwards, our time. So two o'clock in the morning. And knowing you, Loey, <laughs> that sentence that you just said could have been taken two very different ways, mate. <laughs> and for that reason, I aim to not be rooming with you on this year's mud trip. I'll be getting up at two o'clock to watch Masters. <laughs> Could be going to bed at two o'clock at the same time as well. <laughs> wasn't talking. Wasn't talking about watching the Masters, mate. I'll be watching the Masters. You get your mind out of the gutter. <laughs> um. So, has anybody started to have a look at the markets and who they like for the Masters? We're we're a little bit away, and the markets are out there. There's um, six of them at eleven to one. Is it eleven dollars? Five or six of them? I've got uh, DJ four. ten. Rory 11, Bryson 11, Noodles 12, JT 13, Brooks 15, Xander 17, Colin Morikawa at 26, Hideki at 29, Tiger Woods 29, 
Patrick Reed, 31. Uh, Take It Easy, Tony, 31. Webb Simpson, 34. Patrick Cantlay, 34. Jordan Spieth, 36. And the list goes on and on from there. That's with Bet365 at the moment. Yeah, I think... Again, I've said this before, Rory, 11 bucks. Like You can stretch him out, I reckon, seven or eight points there. I don't think he should be 11. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to I'm gonna call it the Clash of the Titans this year. I think I'd love to see DJ and Bryson out there, you know, going head-to-head and see them come down to it. Um, I think that would be a good storyline. Uh, and the, the one for me has been battling, but just always seems to find something at Augusta National. What's his name? Answer the question. Who is it? Been struggling terribly. No, you just mentioned him. Okay, Jordan Spieth. Yeah, Spieth. He loves it there. Very interesting. He loves it there. I mean, he, you know, I think, was it last year or the year before, he's terribly out of touch as well, and yet he just finds, finds another gear there. Um, but, you know, it could be arguably said that, you know, he's struggling more than ever at the moment. So um, I'll be fascinated to see how he goes. And I hope he does well because it'd be good to see uh, Jordan Spieth back at the top of his game and maybe Augusta can, you know, can provide him with a bit of that confidence to find something. I reckon we do the Brooks Kepka mentality right now. Let's rule out a hundred of these golfers before they even start. Then you can wipe out another 10 for being mentally weak. I reckon we've got a 10 man field. You got Tiger? Yeah, I don't think you're too far off. You got Tiger? You've got DJ. You got Bryson. Mm -hmm. You've Mm -hmm. got Noodles. You got JT. Mm -hmm. You got Brooks. Mm -hmm. How many is that? That's eight. Mm -hmm. Uh, Xander's got to be up there. Xander, nine. And with length, Tony. But Tony's mentally mentally weak, so you can take him out. Who's the not? Who's the tenth? You reckon? Oh, surely it's your mate, Webb Simpson. These guys have got the length. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I think you. I actually think even a young bloke like Matthew Wolf could step up and do something. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, Rory's still going to be in the picture. I mean, he's got seven weeks to, to get roll. And then, again, the, the master sets up so well for guys like him who can get it out there. Like, I think those guys at the top of the market, they all can hit it out there. They've all got, you know, good short games. I think it'll just depend who's going to be, obviously, in form around the time. But I think Bryson's going to be interesting because even though he's got the length and it favours length, there's still plenty of holes where you've got to be um, – in the right spot and you don't want to miss it in certain areas. And I think the big challenge for him is going to be uh, the approach playing around the greens. Cause it was different at the U S open because everyone was gouging it out of the rough and even chipping um, where there's a lot more artistry around, um, you know, the masters and, and having to do that. So we really interested to see how he goes. DJ has got a great record. So he's going to be considered um, same as noodles. He's played well there before. So it's Rory. JT, I've had in the back of my mind for this all year, and um, I'm, I'm really keen to see what he's like leading into it. Um, and I think with the odds, like it's actually, you know, he's at a point where he's he's really backable as well because he's he's starting to sneak out as the others come in. So 
Yeah, yeah. any one of those blokes for me. Bet fair at the moment, have him at seventeen to one to win. That's yeah. So that's for me. That's odds. That's like load up. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's going to be going to be awesome. Mark. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I I just think Brooks Kepka comes out and says that you know 80 percent of those people can't win the tournament before they start. Oh, you got to I kind of agree with him. I um hmm. I will always look at Brooks for a major. Always. Um, it'll be interesting to see his quotes when he comes out. Um, cause normally when he talks a big talk before a major, he's, he's up and ready for it. So, um, if he comes out with a ridiculous quote, the week of the masters, I think he knows that he's on and he's ready to go. Mm-hmm. Well, one thing is for sure, boys, after a very bleak and ter- terrible 2020, I can tell you that weekend. Come November has been the highlight that I've been looking forward to all year. Can't wait out to get out with you boys and um, take eight, nine shots out of the bunker, whatever it is I'm going to take. I'm going to be, I haven't played golf for that long, but I cannot wait to get up to the is sunny coast the of early... Queensland. Yeah, this is me talking myself down. Secretly, I'm at the range every afternoon. I hope so, golf. Scotty. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just tuning up. You've got no idea. You should... You just just watch out, boys. It's um, it's going to be something I, to behold. I thought this was the the chat of Scotty saying, "I'm not going to crack it this year. I'm going to have fun. I'm not going to lose it." And then come round three, the same old Scotty comes out. I thought that's what this chat was. No, but I'm glad well, you're at the range it, every day, no, mate. But can I just say, in my defence, I did say that last year. I said it the years before, and I did crack it and throw all my toys out of the cot. But last year I did say it, and I didn't crack it, and you pricks were on my case the whole time about it. No, you were on my case the whole time about it. I was keeping cool, and you kept nattering away, like little, little, um, little birds in the ear just chirping away, chirping away, and I thought, stuff is not enough for you blokes. I've got to have a bit of an interjection there. D-Web will probably say it. We've always played stroke rounds and then you went on about how would it be easier if it was on Stableford rounds because it's unfair. Well, because because we've got blokes like uh, Matthew Argus that plays golf five times a week and has all the time in the world to spend countless time at the range, probably along with you guys as well. So so for those at home listening, I just represent the battler. I represent the bloke that doesn't have time to play golf, gets to the range once every three months, probably four or five times leading up to the bad trip, thinking that he can play, and it all comes apart on the tour, on the trip. So I'm just, I'm just here for the little guys. <laughs> D-Web, do you want to add to that? Because I'm going to go to the Bryson category and say he's mentally weak. He's already lost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I don't think I need to say anything. I think he's cooked. Yeah. Uh, we love you, Scotty. And this is what it's about. Uh, we love, and I love you too, boys, but see now you've started me going. I'm just going to keep going on a bit of a rant here. The well, you've got a minute. Used to be, the, I've got a minute. I'll use, up, I'll use up 58 of those seconds, thanks, mate. The BAP tour, the BAP tour started, ladies and gentlemen, about three blokes, four blokes going away, sinking some beers, having some fun, getting on the punt, having a good time. And suddenly it's become this tournament where it's taking on this semi-professional type thing where bloody blokes are drinking shandies on the third night because they're protecting their lead. 
everyone's too scared to go out and have a few beers with get a hangover the next morning. That's not what the tour was about to the start. So you boys have turned it, you've turned it into this. I'm about sinking piss, playing shit golf and having fun. All right, I just want to throw it out there. I'm undefeated in the drinking challenge of BAB every year. Undefeated. <laughs> so, look, and I still managed to win it. D-Webb, you know, back me up there or? Yeah, anyone that drinks um, or eats garlic bread out of a beer or drinks garlic <laughs> bread out of a beer, <laughs> he's a winner for me. <laughs> Uh, we need a we need a beer sponsor. Where's we're St Andrews Beach Brewery? That place is fantastic. Mm. Uh, Get on well, it. well, let's let's open ourselves up to a beer sponsor. Whoever wants to sponsor them. Talking about beer sponsors, I wish someone would sponsor us for a Zoom meeting call that we could go longer than forty minutes. Um, we're going to have to wrap it up there, guys. Um, look, great to talk to you. It's great to speak to you, and we'll do this all again next week. Good all fun, right. boys. Yeah. All right, guys, take it easy. Cheers, out.